You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Toronto's Blues. My name is Steve Whitman, joined by Dan Volpone, uh on a No Girls Allowed special uh, of the Gastroenteritis Blues. Emily Cannell is not here. Um, what is she doing? What is she doing? She is someplace. Yeah, she's somewhere. She's somewhere. Um, but she's not here. And usually she's not here when we have guests, but we don't have guests this week. Um, uh, nor is Drew. Drew's not here. Um, so it's just, just the, <laughs> two of the original three, um, me and Dan. Dan, I start with a question. Who is your favorite current Eagle? Oh, that's interesting. Thank uh, you so much. Mm, I've never really thought about it, but I, I, man, I don't know. I feel like there's been so much turnover the last few years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like Devonte Smith, but I'm very excited to see Jordan Davis. So he might become my favorite quickly. Mm-hmm. Steve, who is your favorite current Eagle? Ooh, you know, <clears throat> I am inclined to going, say. What is going on this morning? Oh, I don't know. I've got a lot of phlegm. I woke up. We're gonna get a lot of complaints then. about this. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I woke up this morning. I had coffee and some water and then i made myself my my normal breakfast which is egg whites sweet potato mm. my everyday morning and then hot sauce that's my everyday breakfast that's that's stevie the lips morning breakfast anyway um you know i'm inclined to say one of the longtime eagles you know brandon graham kelsey oh, i know i think kelsey is uh is emily's favorite eagle ever um, and he's the best um, but I'm very into uh, some of the uh, some of the newer guys. Like AJ Brown, I think is going to become a people's favorite eagle very quickly. Um, Jalen Hurts, from a personality standpoint, absolute fucking in love with him. You know, I w- of course we talk about this every year, but I worry that he's just not good enough to be the quarterback forever. But um, uh, I we're going to talk about the Eagles in the second half of the podcast, but. Um, in love with with him as a human being uh, i think he's the coolest um and uh you know i i feel like i'm beating a dead horse on this one but i love josh sills so um yeah everybody loves josh sills all right um the sixers actually did have one thing happen Wait, this week who? you love who? <laughs> i was making a joke and i felt like you weren't listening uh no, josh, Sills. I was, josh I... Sills is like the undrafted rookie guard that they that made the roster
roster and, and produced. So surprised. <laughs> I like didn't even think about it. And then I was like, wait, who is he talking about? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know who that is, but he, he's a guy that made the roster. All right. A thing that happened this week is that uh, the Sixers went ahead when everybody was like, all right, they're not signing a veteran big man. It's like B-Ball Paul or Charles Bassey to back up Embiid. Well, they did. They signed free agent center, center Montrez Harrell uh, to a two-year deal, the second year as a player option. Um, in his tweet, Woj said, uh, Harrell brings more toughness to a team searching for it this offseason. He was sixth man of the year with Doc Rivers and Sam Cassell in 1920 with the Clippers. Um, uh, yes, this, this summer, uh, Harrell had charges of marijuana trafficking um, that were expunged from his record. If after 12 months, Harold gets into no further legal trouble. Important to note that um, of the arrests, that's a cool one. That, um, we're pro that. That's cool. That's fine. And, and also, that shouldn't be something you get arrested for. Obviously, he had a lot of it on him, so probably carry less. But, uh, you know, pro that. Don't worry about it. Um, James Harden played a part in bringing Harold to Philadelphia too, both with his contract creating roster flexibility and recruiting him to take on the role of backup center with the Sixers. They have a history together with the Rockets. Now, everybody on the internet had the exact same opinion about this yes. uh, signing. Everybody, everybody went to their yeah. Twitter. Yes, they all went in and they said, this is a great signing for the regular season and at the minimum, because uh, Harold is good, but I'm worried about Doc Rivers playing him too much in the um, playoffs. Um, like Harold's a really good scorer, and in the pick and roll will be good with uh, Maxi and uh, Harden. But Rivers infamously overplayed him in that playoff series that eventually got him like fired, essentially, uh, in the bubble. <clears throat> and uh, what's to lead us to believe he won't do the same exact thing here? Uh, basically zero more minutes for B-Ball Paul when Embiid is playing. And uh, yeah, so I don't know if you have a diverging opinion from that, but that's essentially how I feel. Um, what do you think? I mean, I guess I just disagree with the Harrell is good. Um, <laughs> I don't really think he's that good anymore. He's not a good rebounder on a team that desperately needed rebounding. Um, I like... I'm not sure, like, like, everyone talks about, like, oh, the Sixers needed tough guys. Like, I don't know, guys who just, like, like, might, like, get in fights sometimes and pick up a lot of technicals doesn't mean you, like, play tough. Like, I think P.J. Tucker plays tough, you know? Like, does Harrell, like, I don't really know. Like, Dwight Howard led the league in technicals and, you know, pissed off, you know, Udonis Haslam to the point he used his only minutes of the season to – you know, try to fight Howard, but did that make him like a tough player? Like, I don't, probably not. Like, I think that it was kind of a criticism for a while that like, as big as he was, he wasn't that tough. And so I don't know, like, I, I, I wasn't super excited about it. I, I think he's, he's fine. It's not like it was a bad value for the contract. Like it's a minimum. I don't care, get whoever, but the fact that, you know, you just know that there's going to be guaranteed minutes for him here. Um, I think B-Ball Paul might be better right now. And definitely if you give him a regu full regular season of consistent minutes would be certainly much better by the playoffs. So um, I don't mind that 
they're using their salary cap space on a guy I don't love or whatever. It's a, it's a minimum contract, but uh, I would have much, much rather seen B-Ball Paul and not just for like, oh, Doc's going to overplay Harold, but like, I just, I don't know. I haven't, I don't think he's that, that great anymore. And I, you know, I'm not watching like a ton of, you know, Hornets games or, uh, you know, or Wizards games because those were the two teams he was on last year. But I, every time I saw him, I was not super impressed. And, uh, you know, he's, he's not young anymore. He's 28, you know, he's 29. And he's, he, like I said, I, my biggest concern really is he's not tall and he's not a good rebounder. Uh, and the Sixers so badly needed rebounding. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see how it goes, but I'm not, I'm not like super sold on it for reasons beyond just like complaining about Doc, which I'm not saying they're not valid, but like for, for his own reasons, like, I don't, I don't, I don't think that, um, I don't think that he's a guy that I feel good enough about to like, just give up on trying to develop B-ball Paul to be a good player in the playoffs. Yeah. I, um, I just, you know, he was nine rebounds per 36. Um, I just, I would have kind of just rather than not done anything here. Like I, I just kind of figured it out and then you can get somebody else. If you, if you like, if people Paul <clears throat> is just not very good or, or, or if you need to figure out a third center. Now I do think that they probably think that they need three centers because Joel is probably going to not play 15 games and you need a, a third center in there. And I, I think that there's sense in that. The problem is that Harold is absolutely the second center. You know what I mean? Like, like that's, there's no question. They don't, he doesn't sign here unless he's without a doubt, the second guy. And frankly, probably like uh, in a lot of cases should be because he's, a, he's all the numbers about his offense are very good. Like uh, when measured against everybody else at the rim, he's great. And he gets fouled a ton. He'll get them in a bonus. Like um, all of that stuff is real, but like, he can't he's not a good defender by any measure not uh on the perimeter and not on switches and not at the rim like he's just not he's limited and he he does he's a high effort and high energy guy fans will i think be very into him and and fighting obviously will help us get through the season that's a lot of fun i'm into that um but uh yeah and doc's in love with him and that's gonna be a bummer and uh so yeah i you know yeah, it's uh, and Bebo Paul is now the third guy, and and it's just you know, it's we all see this happening, and 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 uh, as a reminder to fans, Daryl Morey's the one that signs the players. I know that yes. um, Doc has an affinity for this guy, but but uh, Daryl is the guy over him on the on the chart. Daryl also so, drafted him. And yeah, Daryl like, drafted him. He's and, a Daryl kind of guy. Right. His, like, he's a Daryl guy. Advanced yeah. numbers are like, I think, better than we would think he is. Yeah. Um, like, you can't just, oh, I don't like this one. This one was Doc. Like, yeah. Ridiculous way to, to, to view things. Anyway. Yeah, he has a Daryl connection too. He's got a Harden yeah. connection. You know, there, you know, we, I don't think we can just say that this is like a, a, a Doc olive branch. You know, I think. I, that, uh, I think yeah. so many 
so many people have, and we've talked about this, so many people have decided that the way they're going to view the Sixers is good things were Daryl, bad things were done. Yeah, yeah. Trill and has a tweet. So it's like Darryl, all the like, good moves are, yeah. Daryl is infallible. It's like yeah. he is, he is like, uh, he is like a deity. He he just sees things objectively. He just and it's like that's that's so crazy. He's a, he's a human being who has like made plenty of mistakes over his career, and plays the media really well, and is playing the fans really well because that none of them think that he can do any wrong. Yeah, you know, um, maybe it'll work out. Like maybe you know they could flip him at the deadline in some sure. tiny deal you know like because i do think in the regular season it'll probably be a positive like you yeah. know he's he's a high energy guy he's gonna like score points for them in the regular season he's gonna like really run the pick and roll very like i remember this big zach Lowe article with uh harold and lou williams because they had this incredible pick and roll with the clippers yeah. And then they were um, both like unplayable in the playoffs, but Doc played them anyway. No, exactly. But what I'm saying is like that article came out in the middle of a regular right. season when they were both six man of the year, like leading the pack. And it was like, they can't guard this two man tandem. And, and of course you can't play this guy, either of them in the playoffs uh, for long. Um, but that helps win a ton of regular season games. And AU wrote an article for the Ricky website about like, that'll help get Joel through the playoffs and that'll help, you know, all of that kind of stuff will add up. But at the end of the day in the spring, uh, you know, if that undoes the, the playoff success of the team, then you're, you're in a bad spot. So if he's still on the roster then, and you're still relying on him then, then you're kind of in a, in a bad situation. Um, obviously be ball close friend of the podcast. We keep in touch. Um, Puts him in a in a tough situation. Did you see his tweet that he is now deleted after this signing? No. Oh man, if Drew was here. He could Google it. Um, because I I think a, a website probably wrote about it. But yeah. a um a a fan tweeted at him after this signing that uh who said to him like. Paul, I need to know how you're feeling right now. Hashtag get rid of Coach Rivers right now. And Paul uh, quote tweeted it being like, I ain't focused on no one but myself. So like him, him quote tweeting a tweet that tagged or that hashtag um, like get rid of Coach Rivers um, and about the Harrell signing was very funny. And it had like 2000 bikes on it. Do you have it? No, but I would like to say that I lost a most likely game where I said B-Ball Paul was most likely to try to get Doc fired this year. That's funny. That's and funny. it has happened exactly as I said it would happen. And I, I, I didn't win that one, but I'm just saying. So if I, I wish I could, I could, I wish somebody had that because I, I had this bookmarked and then I saw that it was gone and I was like, oh no, Paul, Paul got rid of it. So um smart of him to get rid of it and i would imagine somebody daryl once he stopped looking at yoga pants he probably you know took a look at that and uh have, you've oh, seen yeah i did see that yeah. looking at asses yeah um, daryl is <laughs> daryl's horny on his man <laughs> making trades and, and doing other stuff um so uh yeah i, I paul <laughs> paul yeah, not not smart to respond publicly about the the Sixers signing his I guess replacement, but 
Um, Paul's definitely a way better defender than him and probably a better rebounder, but um, definitely better rebounder. Yeah. So uh, we'll see, but Harold's definitely a better offensive player. So um, we'll see how it shakes out. You know, people are going to get hurt and uh, Bassey. So now the other thing that people have brought up is that now there are like 17 contracts. Um, will they make a trade to combine some of these guys on the team? Furkan, did you guys talk about last week, him getting in a fist fight? Excellent. Excellent stuff. Love it. Um, I, to me, that would vault him above Matisse in the playoff rotation. Now that uh, Furkan got in a fist fight, I... Neither of them should be in the playoff rotation. Sorry, but, well, yeah, but when you need to put someone in there, it's got to be Furkan over Matisse. Mm. Um, but, I. Uh, yeah, I don't know what you do now, but uh, I think that, you know, between Bassey and Furkan and Matisse and uh, Queen, uh, RIP Queen, um, <sighs> Elizabeth, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Queen's making the roster. And Bassey might not either. No, I don't think so. But do they just want to waive those guys or are they going to try to take somebody of actual value and well, I mean, I think ideally there's some kind of two for one or three for one coming, but right. you know, there's no guarantee of that if that were guaranteed to be to happen already. So, right. um, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm sure the Sixers try to find something um, and try to get value for, uh, you know, someone. But I, uh, I don't know what will happen because the Eric Gordon trade, which I mean, Keith has reported Daryl's like still interested in, yeah. is is like really hard to do salary wise it's just so hard to do because right. i don't think they're going to do it tobias for him it doesn't make any sense no it would have to be like yeah. matisse furcon george yang like would be a lot of a lot of players who played last year yeah you know now that now that they signed harold it's like do they play any b-ball paul at the four in which case you could trade niang but then you then you got no shooting you know, then you're then you're really hurting for shooting off the bench. Yeah. So yeah, I, you know, obviously now we'll be on the lookout for what they do with the roster spots. But I would be kind of uninspired if they just like wave Bassie and Queen. It's like, eh. we'll see. Um, Chom's uh, tweeted about this in season tournament. Is there another word for the in season tournament? Uh, I think it's no in season tournament. <laughs> Great. All right. And uh, current NBA uh, framework for the NBA in-season tournament, as soon as 23-24, which is not this year. Not this right. Year. It's next year. Next year. Then who gives a fuck? Well, we have nothing. There's nothing happening in basketball. Right. right. The cup games are through November. Eight teams advance to single elimination final in December. The other 22 continue with the regular season. All games of normal 82 game schedule one extra for the final teams and then the nba and mbpa are still working to finalize the in-season tournament concept which includes to be determined prizes for the eighth teams that advance to the single elimination round um i don't this doesn't seem none of this really uh who cares? That's how I feel. I think it's stupid. Like you have, there's one NBA championship. And right. if you win, if you win the thing, if you win the second most important, uh, you know, championship of the season, to me, you won nothing. Like, Well, you, why would anybody care about this? Like, why, why would the guys care about this? I don't know if there's a financial incentive, but like, 
I don't know. I don't really care how much money these guys are making. Like, all except a few of them are already making an absurd amount of money. And I, it doesn't really matter to like, oh, Tobias got another million for winning this tournament. Like, who cares? Like, congrats to him, I guess. Like, I'm, I don't need to, I'm not like rooting for these guys' wallets. Like, I'm not like spiteful that they're making a lot of money, but like, it's not why I'm a fan. Like, I'm a fan to like see them try to win an NBA championship. And winning this tournament is not an NBA championship. And whatever like minor incentive they get for it, uh, I just don't care about. Like, good for them. But I think it's I think it's so dumb and it like takes away from like there's one champion every year, right? There should be one champion. There's one 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 team that was the best. And now you have a champion and like a kind of champion from the midseason. I think it's so stupid. Well, it has to have some sort of implication that amounts to the actual championship. So yes, you would think. Right. So it can't just be like a monetary prize because right. first of all, I don't think the guys, especially the guys that matter would give a fuck that much about it. Like, I don't think it means that much to them. Um, and, and also for the viewing public like that, why, why do I care about that more than a regular season game? Like I, I doesn't care. I don't care because guys have incentives in their contracts all the time. And I don't tune in more to see if Kelly Oubre hits another three, you know, yeah. I don't care. Um, but if it has something to do with like, if the Bucks win this tournament, they get to choose their opponent or something, mm. then that's kind of interesting to me. Like, that, you know, they're going to win their first round matchup either way. I guess the East is deeper, but they probably will. And yeah. like to me, it's like, do they get? Are they are they guaranteed the one seed then? But you can't do that because the rest of the regular season doesn't matter. Like you just yeah, sit Giannis. So it's like, you know, how do, how yeah, does how would they even do that? Right, because it's mid-season. You can't say half the season for the winning team is now irrelevant. They're locked in. I don't know how they do it. I, I don't know either. I think maybe you get – maybe they get an, an extra pick. They're, they get the 31st pick in the first round. They, they just don't pick. care about that, though. Well, they don't. And, yeah. And it's so remote that it really, like, like who cares? Like, fans aren't going to really care either. Yeah. I don't know. Might stink. I, I think it's I think it's going to be bad, and I think I think a team that has no chance at winning the actual championship is going to win because contending teams won't really care. And you get a and they're like low managing remember, season anyway. Yeah. Do you do you remember how annoying Jazz fans used to be about like how they didn't get enough respect and stuff, and now they yeah. already blew up their whole team. But it's like oh like you know all the media only talks about like the Knicks, the Sixers, and the Lakers, and it was like yeah like people live there, and like to to have a team like that, like it won't be the Jazz this year, but like a, a team that like has annoying, you just know it's going to be a team with annoying fans that can't win the championship. That's like going to make the case that like, well, they were actually like the second best team that year, even though they lost in the first round of the playoffs because they won the midseason tournament. Yeah. And like, or it'll be like, you know, people, people aren't talking about the midseason tournament enough. Like it's a big deal. And like no one, <laughs> no one's caring about it enough and our team is doing well in it. Like, right. you know that that's going to like, like the like the Nuggets, it's going to be like Jokic should win the MVP for a third straight year because the Nuggets won the midseason tournament. And people are sleeping on Chris Duarte in the midseason tournament. Like it's just gonna, just, it's yeah. gonna have horrible implications on the NBA discourse. I am so yeah. sure of it, and I hate it. I think it's so dumb. Yeah. Um. All right, we're gonna go to break here, and uh, when we come back, we're gonna talk about the Eagles, and then we're gonna play a game with each other. Truth or dare, spin the bottle, tune in and find out. Here's a break.
Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're back. Dan, the Eagles play tomorrow. Uh, you're probably listening to this on the day that they play. So this conversation might be null and void. But if it is, nothing we can do about it. Too bad. Too bad. <laughs> this podcast is free, baby. <laughs> um, what do you think about the Eagles this year? I'm all jazzed up. And uh, much of the Delaware Valley is. And uh, it's very exciting that a lot of the uh, betting markets, meanwhile, what, what 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 app do you use there to uh, to bet on? I use or DraftKings, whichever one I'm vibing with. Time. I'm I'm too lazy to like check the odds on both apps and then pick which. Like I'll just be like, oh, I'm feeling today. I'm feeling DraftKings to open it. Actually, I don't think we can talk about this because uh, Liberty Ball is sponsored by DraftKings, so Drew might have to edit out the fan I'm gonna text you. All right. Um. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna text you. Um. Okay. Because uh, maybe maybe we can leave this, this in, but we'll bleep. All right. We'll, so, we'll, have, we'll have Drew add some bleeps. <laughs> All right. Great. Um, I'll text you offline about this. I'm getting a little frisky this year. Okay. All right. Um, how are you feeling about the birds this year? Uh, very good roster. Um, the uh, Chauncey Gardner, what's his last name? Johnson? No. Well, his last name is Gardner Johnson. Great. Uh, he's great talks a lot of shit, gets punched all the time. He's great. Um, just a very deep, good roster. A lot is hanging on uh, Jalen Hurts, of course. Um, but also just like uh, the schedule is not uh, among the toughest in the league. And um, uh, it's just a very exciting uh, feeling right now heading into the year. And um, would love to know how you're feeling. Yeah. Um... I'm I'm very excited. I would be excited if I thought we were going to suck, though. But I don't think we'll sure. suck. I'm very excited uh, for the Eagles to be back. But I think the team could be really good. I think they have a chance to win the division. We'll see. I think people are 
um, kind of underestimating how good the Cowboys could be um, because they didn't do a lot this offseason and the Eagles did. Um, but the the Cowboys were like by far the best team in the division last year. And I still think Dak is a really good player. So um, I'm not sure the Eagles should be favorites in the division. A lot of people are picking him though. And I think they have a real shot. I'm just not sure if they should be favorites. Um, I, I think that they could be really good. And it, a lot of it depends on Hertz. Um, possibly all of it depends on Hertz. Like he can't play how he played last year. Can, cannot, right? Like, Last year, the Eagles, the Eagles had a talented roster last year too. And, you know, only made the playoffs because they added the seventh team. They were what, nine and eight and got smoked in their first playoff game um, to a team that lost the next week. Like cannot, cannot play like that. He was really bad in the playoffs. He had, had a couple of really good games. His first game last year was really good. Um, it impressed me. Um, and I hope he can come out strong this year. I know he had an up and down training camp. It seemed to really end on a high note. Um, in the little bit we saw him in the preseason, I thought he looked good. Um, and like you said, he's, you know, he's a hard worker. He's a likable guy. So, you know, very easy to root for. Um, would love for him to show that he could be the guy. Definitely not sold, but we'll see. I mean, I think he's, but to put it this way, watching him last year, um, I thought he was basically interchangeable with, with Minshew. I was like, if, if like there was a week Hertz couldn't play and like I Minshew, I thought did like the same thing, like not a lot of arm strength, like Minshew was more accurate, but couldn't really run. Um, this year, I think from what I've seen from Hertz, just in the little bit I've seen, he looks, he already looks much better than last year. He, his throws look more accurate and he looks, he looks more decisive, um, like be better job knowing when to run, when not to run. Um, so I think he already looks like he's taking a step forward as you would expect for a guy who's a notoriously hard worker, um, and who has, you know, he's only played one year, so he had, mm -hmm. has his rookie year under his belt. Um, I think it's going to come down to what he can do, but, um, I'm still not sold on like his arm strength, but if his accuracy can take a big step forward, that would be huge. And I think he's the clear QB one this year on the Eagles, right? Like there's no it, it, Minshew playing at this point would be a huge step back from Hertz, um, I believe. And, uh, I'm excited to see what he can do. I, I haven't been the biggest Hurts believer, but I'm definitely rooting for him. And you know, he could he could do something good. I mean, he's he's a, he is a, he is a good runner. Like he's not just fast. He's a good oh yeah, runner. yeah. You know, he runs well, and you know, he the the locker room likes him, which is important. And I think the biggest thing has to be you know, it, it has to be being more accurate. And we'll see we'll see how it how it works out. But I am excited, and I do think Eagles could you know, win the division, maybe win a playoff game. I don't see him like a Super Bowl contenders, but, you know, we'll see. I I didn't see him as Super Bowl contenders at the beginning of the year when they won. So, you know, anything can happen. It's the NFL. It's a short schedule and they have talent. So it'll be, um, it'll be exciting to see. Yeah. Be a lot of fun. Um, people are talking about, you know, deepest roster since when, and uh, it's a good question, uh, especially since that, 17 year like it was before that leap that Wentz took like nobody expected Wentz to have that year that he had and then never had again like you know so that was a really good roster and then um you know we, we never knew that 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 kind of thing was going to happen so well and the weird thing with that team was like we didn't even think it was going to be that good of a roster right like no 
like you had um you had Michael Kendricks having like his only great season. Yeah. You had, you know, Nigel Bradham was great. Um, Aguilar was really good that year. Aguilar had a really good year. Tory really Smith, good. like, you know, like, they Corey just... Clement was, was their leading receiver in the Super Bowl. He was an undrafted rookie. Right. Um, how about um, um, Patrick Robinson was like, people were saying he should get cut. He like had a horrible preseason. Terrible. And was, was like the best, best slot in the league. league. Yeah. Had the huge pick six in the NFC Championship game. Just like everything came together. Everyone played well. Unbelievable. It was an unreal year. Yeah. And they, yeah. they all I mean, that roster wasn't even that good. I mean, it was just one of those things that came yeah. together. You know, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. Um, Alshon obviously had a good year. And he was playing with a torn rotator cuff. I yeah. mean, he, yeah. he, was, he was great that year. And he had a, he he had a great Super Bowl. He had the, obviously, the interception was kind of no one's fault he batted up in the air but he had the huge touchdown catch over eric Rowe to kind of get yeah. going he had some other great catches too so yeah great game good times let's do that again this year let's win another one i'd be, I'd um, be interested in that. i would be down uh go birds all right um what game what game do you have there i don't know i could pull up a sporkle pull up a sporkle let's do it right, let's before we get out of here we'll pull up a sporkle uh let me share my screen with you and you can Oof. pick a sporkle here. What? I have to, we have to watch an ad because I'm not paying for <laughs> ad-free sporkle. Are you kidding me? Oh, it's because I have an ad block on. Whatever. Um, Philadelphia 76ers trivia quizzes and games. All-time leaders, MVP votes. Which one is uh, floating your boat here? Here's some more also. Just not one of the super historical ones because I'm, uh, I'm only 21. 50 is. You're only 21. No, you you look 18, but you're actually not only 21. I let's see. Should we just do? Let's do this. Yeah. Well, let's do the all-time leaders. Okay. All so right. we have to. All right, we have to get there. What? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten all-time leaders in points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks in six minutes. All right. Here this we go. Hard. All right. Let's start with Iverson, I guess. Uh. MVP. All right, Iverson just showed up in points, assists, and steals. Yep, MVP and Bede showed up in blocks. Uh, we have Chamberlain. Will. Yep. Only – oh, you know why? Because he was barely a sixer. He was a warrior. Um, all right, who else? Uh, Mo Cheeks, I think, leads them in uh, assists and steals. Yep, and he's up there in points. Who's their all-time hey, points leader? Try Willie Green. Of course, we'll try Willie Green because how could it not be Willie Green? Oh, okay. I can't believe it's not. Um. Okay, so Embiid's not even in the top ten in points. Barkley has to be there. Um, who's their yeah, all-time leader in points? Dolph Shays up there. Okay, so Dolph Shays third in points. In third in assists. Try Hal Greer. Hal, yep. Hal Greer is going to. Greer's be their leader in points. Yep, Greer's second assist. Good one. Um, who are we missing for rebounds? Who's between Shays and Barkley? Oh, probably no. Moses was barely on the team. Um, who else? Hmm. I'm sure Daniel Olinger could do this. Like yeah, Olinger would be. He could just list them this. all off and he order. would be flying through this. Yeah. Put in Matumbo or Matumbo was here pretty briefly. I don't think he was here. Long. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who else? Oh, how about um, Cunningham? All right, Cunningham showed up in a few categories. Uh, who's their fourth all-time leader in points? We should be able to get that. Um, would Iguodala be in there? Actually, I think he'd be up there. Yep, he's yeah. ninth in points. Okay. Um, uh, Andrew Tony? No. 
nothing. Um, who else was on the 83 team? We had uh, this thing. It was Cheeks, Mose. Oh, Irving. Irving's oh, of course. Dr. J uh, in there. Yep. Uh, who's second in rebound? Could Ben be up there in steals? No. He's not. And Matisse wouldn't be. Not long. No. Um, oh, Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday was no longer here. Um, yeah, who was just Sixers that were just here forever? Um, yeah, that's what we need. We have, we have Andre Miller years. wasn't here long enough, right? He was only here a couple years. No, he wasn't here long. Yeah. Um, who else was from the 67 team? We had Billy Cunningham, Wilt Chamberlain. Uh, Doug Collins wasn't here long enough, right? Like, he only think played, he played, he played long enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Blocks were really slim on here. We are. We're almost halfway through here. We're not doing a, an impressive job. But we're also too young for this, so. That's um, true. How about, oh, um, oh, oh my gosh, you, um, you died recently. Um, the Senate. Queen, Elizabeth? <laughs> uh, Daryl Dawkins? Daryl Dawkins. Yeah. All right, Daryl okay, Dawkins. Okay, so he's blocks. in blocks. Um, uh, People are screaming at their iPhones. Oh, I know. We're doing terrible. Yeah. Um, oh, there's someone I'm thinking of and I can't remember. Old player. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's bothering me that we can't get the second leading rebounder or blocker. Probably the same player. <laughs> who were six or centers who were here for a while? Mark Ivoroni? Matt Geiger? Neither. Can't believe it. Uh, Come on. Oh, how about for steals? Could it be Eric Snow? Yep, he's oh, tenth in steals. He's seventh in assists. McKee is McKee on here somewhere? Nope. Uh, Temple. Temple. Aaron McKee, Temple. Yeah. Um, Second in blocks and rebounds. This is so bad. We might have to cut all of this so we don't get embarrassed. Thought <laughs> yeah, it'll be twenty minutes long. Who is this? Come on, Steve. You're older than me. You should be carrying. You were around for the 83 team. I was. I remember. <laughs> so fun. Um, but we were on PCP at the time. Um, Henry Sims. Ah. No. Daddy's young. Oh. Okay. Fields. Do we think in that? What about um, Jason Smith? Did he get on the board? Nope. Do you remember him? Yes. White guy. Balding. Yeah. Everyone hated him around the league. Oh, a ton. Um, all right. We're under a minute here. Uh, any process sixers? Probably not. <laughs> no, I'm going to think no. Uh, um. Hollis Thompson, he's on a three-point list. Yeah, so there's no three-pointers on here. It's only points yeah. three assists, steals, and blocks. Uh, I don't know. This is embarrassing. Who's come on? Rebounds, blocks. Half a minute left. Who was big in here for a while? Because we did that um, all-time Sixers article for. I know, but that's cheating. But I know I'm missing some, and I'm thinking of someone too. I'm thinking of 
a, a big guy. Um, ugh, there were so many obscure, but we also drafted a lot of guys who were here for like a year and just like really good because they only right right be here for a year. Uh, five, four, three, two, one. Let's see it. Red Kerr was second in rebounds. Red Kerr? And eight, sixth and seventh in okay. points. Bobby Jones we should have had. Luke Jackson, I think, played on the Phillies. Samuel Dallenberg, Caldwell Jones is who I was thinking of. Theo Ratliff and Bobby Jones were two through five in blocks. We got none of them. Minute, we probably could have gotten at seventh in blocks. Clarence Weatherspoon at 10 in blocks. Steve Mix, Bobby Jones, Hersey Hawkins were five through eight. Or no, six through eight in steals. Larry Costello was eighth in assists, and Paul Seymour was tenth in assists. Samuel Dallenberg, Luke Jackson, Caldwell Jones were eight through ten in rebounds. Sam Dallenberg, we should have had. Yeah. Um, should we do another? Uh, One more? I don't think so. No. Should we? What that was enough. I think that's probably 2010's good. top scores. All right, that we can do. This well, guy would probably be happy to tell you that Ben Simmons never made the lit this Ooh, list. The shade. Well, One time we met. Didn't play that Samuel... much in the 2010s. Like I'm not a fan <laughs> guy, but that's not really his fault, is it? All right, the top ten. Oh, this is only two minutes. All right, let's... top ten scores of the 2010. Did we do this last week? We might have done this last week. Let's see if I. We definitely did this last week because it's by year. We already did. It. Uh, all right. Uh, can you name every Philadelphia All Star from the 2000s? For oh God, is every There's sport? No way. Not. It's Absolutely every not. sport. Absolutely not. Um. Joel Embiid trivia. How old was Joe when he started playing organized basketball? I think 16, right? The 16? Yeah, he was 16. What draft year was Embiid selected in? 2014, right? 15. 15? Eh. It was not 14. 14 was the first year of the process. No, 13 was, I thought. Oh, no. Well, 2012-13 was the last Doug Collins year. Then in the 2013 draft, they drafted Michael Carter-Williams. And then the next year, they drafted Embiid and Sarge, right? Because there was a whole thing where oh, they you might be right. Yeah. It was 2014. Nice. Come on. What else nickname? All right. There's, is it The Process, Browntown, Hinky's Puppet, or Brother Joe? I'm going to mm. go with The Process here. Nice. What animal did Joe falsely claim to kill at age six? <laughs> it was okay. a lion. Yeah. All right, which songwriter helped Embiid learn English through his lyrics? I thought it was Future. He wrote Eminem like the candy. Uh, I don't know who made this one. Uh, do you have a, I don't think it's Kanye. I think it might be Rick Ross. I think it was Rick Ross. It was Rick Ross. What sport did Joe's father want Joe to play professionally? Volleyball? Yes. What popular singer has Joel Embiid been known for chasing, Rihanna? For chasing? Sounds terrifying. Yeah, it does. Which NBA player's basketball camp was MB discovered at? It was Mbamute. Mbamute, yeah. What continent does Joe originate from? Africa. Right. And question 10. What pick was MB selected with? Third. All right, that was easy. All right, we All right. redeemed ourselves with a very easy one. after. <laughs> yeah, we really uh, brought it back to our specialty right now. Yeah. All right, very good, 100%. Average of 70. I'm not sure which ones people are getting wrong. Probably the Rick Ross one. Um, yeah, I think so. All right, very good. We ended on a high note, so uh, we did. Let's call it. One time, I met uh, Samuel Ballenberg, uh through a friend of a friend. I knew some rich kid who had a private basketball court. We played there, my friends and I, really late at night. Samuel Dallenberg showed up uh, 
randomly, he knew somebody, I don't know. This was, I don't know if he was playing for the Sixers at the time, but he showed up and was like shooting around with us and he drank a full bottle of red wine. And that's when I met Sam with that. Was he a nice so, guy? He was nice. He was nice and he was uh he was doing fine, I think. I'm guessing I'm guessing uh if you played pickup, his his teams might not have lost. Well, he didn't play pickup. Okay. I mean, he was just shooting around and okay. he was I remember him not, him being enormous, but also not playing that well. And I was like, mm. yeah, I think he should be playing better. But he was also yeah, it was a bottle of wine. Not quite sober. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Thanks for listening. The off-season trudges on. Uh, Gastro Blues Pod, Third and Girl, DA Pal 13, uh, Steve J. Lippman. The Gastro Blues, a Sixers podcast on YouTube. Go ahead and watch it on YouTube. You would watch this sporkle as we're doing it, and you'll be able to uh, enjoy it. Uh, Red, one thing. Uh, shout uh, out Red Kerr. Go ahead. The pod comes out tomorrow, I believe, right? Yeah. Um, tomorrow is September 11th, 35 days from October 16th, which is the first Sixers regular season game. In How about 35 that? days, that's barely over a month. That's why I didn't even realize. Yeah, it's, it's sooner than we think. Sooner than we think. So start, start getting yourself it. ready. Start getting yourself ready. We're rolling out a lot of new stuff this year. So get ready. No, we're not. Um, I don't know. I figured I'd put it out there. All right. Some pressure on us to do that. All right. Maybe, All right. maybe we will now. Maybe we will now. We love you. And uh, thanks for listening. And, and go ahead and have yourself a great day. Uh, go birds. And be safe and be great. See ya. to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals you can just use hubspot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier imagine this high quality leads fast closing deals wildly happy customers and more benchmark breaking quarters it's not a miracle it's hubspot visit hubspot.com to get started today Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.